If I roll into the house with a fucking computer, she will fucking rip my balls off. Yeah. And then there goes that shift, give me a blowjob while I fly it around. <laughs> out the window. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's You're not sure that I have a dick? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> you could, like, finger the space that's left. <laughs> Wait, you finger blast it all flat around. Keep fucking adding to it. There's a lot of dumb nerds in here. There's fucking four people in here now. Yay. Started with two, then three, now we have four. My name's Eric. Van Coppenel. Oh, God, we're still doing last names. Okay. I think we should, yeah. Alright, fine. Go ahead. Chris Vallier. Dan Buttfucker. Dan and Buttfucker. And our guest, our guest today, Mike Reynolds, also known as Osiris Frost. I don't know why he changed it from Osiris Jacks, but he was Osiris Jacks, and now he's a... Osiris Frost, and uh, he is the founder of New Hampshire Bar Citizen, so we're going to talk Star Citizen today. Probably the whole podcast. Probably the whole podcast. <laughs> Judging by the notes that he has written down. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it, dude walked in with fucking 10 years of notes. Meanwhile, Eric and I are just always just like, yeah, he wrote like a sentence. <laughs> One question for myself. <laughs> I should point out that I got paid... Um, Time and a half to write these notes today. Ooh, that's nice. I like <laughs> that very much. I like that. <laughs> so, Don't uh, tell my boss. Let's see what else. Oh, should I cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> Not that your boss. I don't think that my boss is on the show. Osiris. Yeah. You don't even know who that is, right? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, so. Website. Plugging. Plug ourselves. Do it. TwoDumbNerds.com. Go there. Go there. Go there. Podcast Do three it. went up today. Still working on forums. Forums are still in the works. I'm very slow and I have a real job, so forever <laughs> Um But Twitter is where you can probably interact yeah. with us the most. Best one. At sure. Two Dumb Nerds. And then also we have an Instagram that we monitor less frequently, but we still like. With Twitch every other Wednesday. Hopefully. Hopefully. We fucked up last one. We totally fucked fine. up. But hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do that Game of the Year thing. The yes. awards Game of the Year. We're going to have a special episode, I think, of us going through the nominated games and discussing their merits, probably bashing them, and then making the official Two Dumb Nerds picks for that. And maybe we'll gamble on it. I don't know. We might just record it, like, video it. That's yeah, we might try some video, but I don't know. We'll see. Depends how I can get the camera rolling. That'll probably be in two weeks. Well... Depending on when this sooner. one comes out, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sooner, yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess we can start talking about. We might as well get right into Star Citizen because this is gonna be a long, a long process. I feel like. So Mike, Star Citizen. Star Citizen. So first question: <clears throat> What made you decide to form New Hampshire Bar Citizen? Uh, well, I found out about the Bar Citizen concept, I don't know, maybe two or three months ago, and I thought it was a really interesting premise, and basically what it is, is it is a Star Citizen-themed meetup that happens in a bar, and these are usually organized on a geographical basis. People do them in their city or their state, and they get people from their area to come together and meet each other and talk about Star Citizen, and I thought that would be a good way to get to know people who are interested in the game, because kind of where I'm at with video games is I'm really interested in playing with quality people. And I think even mediocre games can be really enjoyable if you have good people to play them with. Yeah, there's none of those in this room, though. No. Yeah. No. So. no. Call of Duty has no... Came in the wrong place. <laughs> so wait, is, is this, are these meetups like... Is it like all over like this country? Is it this or is it or is it kind of so they're all over the world. Star Citizen is a global game, and um, 
I mean, the game itself has offices in the United States. It has offices in, in England and in Germany. And there's people in dozens and dozens of countries. The game's being localized in something like 15 languages. And people all over the place are doing these meetups at wherever they live. Now, the closest one prior to you <coughs> forming one was, what, New England Bar Citizen? New England Bar Citizen. Which is located in Cambridge? They meet in and around Boston, different venues around in the greater Boston area. So inside, like, 128, typically. Gotcha. And uh, those guys are pretty friendly, and I might pop into one of their events at some point in the future. They have a more long-standing organization than I do, but I'm trying to increase visibility of... New Hampshire Bar Citizen and and grow that and hopefully <clears throat> this podcast can help facilitate that. Probably Is there not. a website? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not because we'll get only four. I was about to say those three people might. <laughs> you might gain three. But what is the website, like? I'm already in there, so you might gain two. <laughs> uh, so a lot of um, bar citizens are organized right through the um, Star Citizen website, but we we do have a Twitter NH Bar Citizen and. Um, I think there's actually a third-party website that tracks all upcoming Bar Citizen events. BarCitizen.sc, I think, is the website. Yeah, that's what I was just on. Does that... Like, it's got an interactive map. Yeah. Yeah, there's, so there's a guy named Joran. That's his forum handle in the Star Citizen community. You can get a hold of him. You can get on the Star Cit the Bar Citizen Discord, which you can probably Google, and get a hold of Joran and tell him that you want to start a Bar Citizen in your area, and he'll totally take care of you and help you guide you through the process and <clears throat> get you sorted out. And you have a Discord channel as well? Yes, so uh, New Hampshire Bar Citizen also has a Discord channel and um, we welcome anybody, not just people from New Hampshire, who is interested in talking about uh, Star Citizen or just getting drunk in general. <laughs> well, drunk in general might get you. I might just join that right now. <laughs> Sold on that one. So I'm not, I'm not seeing the, the New England one or the New Hampshire one on barcitizen.sc. So I think they... Might just be because they're newer? They keep it up to date. They delete old events. And so oh, the only okay. things you're going to see on there are the upcoming, upcoming events. scheduled events. Right. That's what I was looking at. Okay. Cool. Now how many people... I mean, it's probably different in different areas, but how many people do you usually get at an event? So I had, I had one event, and it was uh, me and Chris was going to come. And then he canceled last minute. Yeah, so I mean, it, was it was me <laughs> drinking alone in a bar. For some <laughs> <laughs> um, so really, it's so New Hampshire bar citizen. Yeah, so exactly. Bar exactly. citizen singular. So I'm assuming New Hampshire. Well, what about okay? So what about the Cambridge one? Have you ever, is that usually? I haven't gone to that one yet, but I think usually they get a you know between eight and ten people. They so, just had a pretty wow. big event. I thought I saw it, and they had a few people go. Yeah, there were some it. pictures of it. It looked like they had a pretty good time. Yeah, so yeah. cities are probably where it's at, really. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like anything. Like the more the closer you are to a population center, probably the more people in that area are gonna be in, interested in your activity. So. I mean, it's also hard to like just find these groups necessarily if you don't even know about them per se. And That's like, it, yeah. Right. So a lot of the New Hampshire people potentially don't know about the New Hampshire one yet. Right. And they're saying, oh, fuck, I don't want to drive all the way to Boston. But if they knew that this mm -hmm. one was in, like, Concord or something, they'd be like, oh, shit, that's much closer. And the game, the game is that big? Well, not, like, not only that, but the game is pretty early in development. So mm -hmm. of the overall potential player base, there's probably a very small number of people who are really active in the Star Citizen community at this time. But, yeah, it, I mean, it is a worldwide game with a global following. <clears throat> I mean... The whole thing is self-funded by people buying ships. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. got a buttload of money. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's how the whole thing got funded. I just. Yeah. Is that how, is that is that the only way they fund it? Like yeah. It started. That way? It's kind they of an started, interesting story. Yeah. It started originally with a Kickstarter, and then after the Kickstarter resolved, they moved over to their own funding platform on their own. Well, no, actually, website, it right? was the other way around. So, Chris Roberts was kind of Chris Roberts is the guy who um, founded Cloud Imperium Games, which is the company that's making Star Citizen. He, um, you probably heard of him if you ever heard of Wing Commander or Privateer. He made those games back in the 90s, and that's where he kind of got his name in the industry. And he was not really initially into Kickstarter because he saw that, like, people get really excited about the project, and they back it, and then 30 days later the project's over, and then all the enthusiasm kind of goes away. And he wanted to kind of engage the community right from the beginning, and at the end of the Kickstarter, or at the end of the crowdfunding period, he wanted to keep 
the hype going, and that's why he had his own crowdfunding counter on his website. And as that campaign was going on, his fans talked him into having a simultaneous Kickstarter. And so his original goal <clears throat> was to raise between two and four million dollars um, through crowdfunding to start this game, and then he would take that money and approach a publisher like you do in the industry, and you know, go ahead and develop the game. And what happened was, at the end of that first month of funding, he ended up with like six point two million dollars, which is a little bit more than he expected. And he thought, well, maybe I don't need to do this. And to give you a little bit of perspective, uh, Chris Roberts. Like I said, he made Wing Commander back in 1990 for a company named Origin. Um, and in 1992, Origin was bought out by a little-known publisher called Electronic Arts, which did what Electronic Arts does, which is fucking ruined the company. Electronic Arts, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're in the fucking shit right now. Yeah, and so they gutted or They essentially, long story short, they robbed Chris Roberts of his own IP and... That sounds about right. He left Origin and founded his own company, um, got some funding from Microsoft. A sort of similar thing happened where Microsoft bought out mm. that company and then he left. He was just burned out on video games for a while. And then you fast forward to 2012, he's ready to get back into the game and he started this crowdfunding. And that kind of brings us to where we are today. And he's just going to try to self-source now and not... Yeah, he's not going to a publisher anymore. Right. Well, he's kind of done with that. So once he exceeded his initial crowdfunding goal by like fifty percent, he's like, if I can raise twenty three million dollars, which is quite a big <laughs> jump over six point two, obviously. So like, if I can get that much money, I don't need to involve a publisher at all. Um, and I can make it awesome. And not only that, <laughs> but what he originally pitched was a kind of a modern version of Wing Commander, like a a modern technology based space simulator, space combat simulator, but, you know, sort of in the back of his mind, he had always dreamed of making a bigger game than that, and when all this money started pouring in, and he realized he wouldn't need to answer to a publisher, he polled his community, and he's like, do you guys want me to go ahead and make the game that I promised you, or do you want me to make the game of my dreams? And overwhelmingly, they wanted him to make the game of his dreams which was a much more massive scope than the game he was originally talking about. So that brings us to what Star Citizen is today, which is actually two games. The first is a single-player campaign called Squadron 42, and this is like an interactive, story-based game like the campaign mode of Call of Duty. You, it's, it's got a scripted narrative, and you go through mission after mission, and... At the end of it, you take your character and you go into the Persistent Universe, which is called Star Citizen. And that is like a, a massively multiplayer online role-playing game, sort of. But it's huge. It's a, it's a full-scale galaxy, really. Um, at launch, he plans to have a hundred full-scale solar systems. Plus, seems crazy. So yeah, is, it gonna be, that, is it going to be what... Um, What's that game that ended up being No Man's Sky? Is it going to be what No Man's Sky should no, have been? that's procedurally generated. So This is not procedurally this generated. This is procedurally generated. Is. Yeah, and what they did is they looked at all the failures of No Man's Sky. And part <laughs> that's of the that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> no Man's Sky's problem is that it was like too big and there was nothing to do. Really, mm. Nothing to do. Okay, and that, that's, that's, that's actually a question I have, like... It's so cool all the shit, because I read some of the shit that he's talking about putting in this game, mm -hmm. but it's like, is he trying to go too like, far too big? Yeah. To, I definitely get the feeling of that sometimes. You know what I so, mean? Yeah, like, a lot of people have kind of uh, accused Sega, CIG of going, of having this like expansive mission creep and too much vision and, and kind of losing a handle on the project, but um, in the last two years, the company has made some big breakthroughs on the technology that I think really kind of will fill in the content gap where a game like No Man's Sky just didn't deliver on the hype. And they have perfected procedural generation to the point where um, it will procedurally generate content as well with NPCs, all of which have their own 24-hour schedule 
and their own motivations and their own like interests and they will get you to, to try to do these jobs for them that interest them and they, they anywhere you go in the galaxy you can talk to somebody of some faction and then they can hire you or they can fight you based on your reputation when alright so is the pre <clears throat> once it's procedurally generated is it permanent it, it is permanent so generates and then it's permanent right good it's like Minecraft yeah so everybody everybody would have the same experience if they go to the same location, it, yeah. would, it would look the same. Now, I read that, I mean, I don't want to start going, like, there's so much to this game that, like, yeah, people, you can just mean, go off there's on. There's a lot of jumping points here. There's so many, like, I, I read that, that you might be able to, like, colonize your own planet, and then people can visit mm -hmm. that yep. planet, but it's, like, your planet. So, um, every year, uh, around the anniversary of when the Kickstarter was announced, which was just this past month, uh, they have an event called uh, CitizenCon, and it's a one-day convention where they talk about Star Citizen, and they, they tend to unveil new elements of the game or show you, like, the bright, shiny new spaceship and shit. This past year at CitizenCon, which was, like, six, five or six weeks ago, they announced a new ship which is capable of flying onto a planet landing and, like, setting down a modular habitation. And with that, they announced all these systems where you could make a land claim. Um, and because these planets, excuse me, because these planets are all like full-size planets, like it would take you hours to fly around them in your spaceship, um, there's tons oh, and tons of room. What? I was watching a video, and they were flying over a crater, and they said something like, it would take you a week to walk across that crater. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I was so like, that seems fucking ridiculous. This is ridiculous. <laughs> that seems but, a lot of but again, is there anything to do there? Like, so yeah, what? Yeah. Is it, if it's big, that's cool, but there's nothing to do, then... The difference is that, it, okay, so if we're going to look at No Man's Sky compared to this, I can tell you already, there were some serious problems with No Man's Sky because it didn't have, first of all, any multiplayer whatsoever. Like, they claimed that you could, but there isn't. Like, it, there was no yeah. multiplayer. You couldn't run into other people. And there were no settlements, there were no real cities, there were no real quests, there was nothing yeah. like that. This already has, like, these hub cities, like, mm -hmm. there's protected space, there's, like, like, all kinds of stuff that already makes it more interesting. So, but, yeah, I mean, to your point, if you go and stand in that crater, there might be nothing in that crater. Mm -hmm. And it might take you seven right. days to walk to across the crater. <laughs> to because newsflash, space is big. <laughs> so, there are large, vast uninhabited sections of space, but there are also massive um, areas that are full of people. And another thing that they showed at this past CitizenCon was their newest procedurally generated technology, which is procedural cities. They unveiled a planet, which was an entire city planet, like Coruscant, which was procedurally generated. Wow. And you can go to any place in this planet, and you can walk in any building you see and interact with anybody who's there. I'm curious what kind of wackadoodle bugs they're gonna fucking find they, in this mess. So there's a lot of bugs. There's, Dude, my, there's, there's, gonna be, there's gonna be a fucking AI just spawns <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm sentient now, bitch, what? <laughs> See, but like, I just, I feel like, because everything that I read about this game is sick. And like I said, I don't even have a machine that can run this fucking game. But my thing is, like, like is, is there even a close to a release date for the whole game? No. Or are we talking, no. like, no. they're gonna keep doing the... Right. Well, we have another update. Well, we have another update for the next 10 years. Is what I'm saying. So there's no announced release date, but given that this is an entirely crowdfunded game, um, from the beginning, you've been able to participate in whatever content exists so far for a modest contribution. I think it takes like $35. That's what I'm saying. So if I hop in today, right, if you hop I'm in good until that game releases. You can I'm, play I'm what they have so right. far, and then when the patch releases more stuff you can play I just that. get it I don't have to yeah. like give them another $30 right time. yeah you just get it you just patch it and then you're playing that now the problem like my thing is like like I said like I don't have like the type of machine to do it right now but so say I get a computer mm -hmm. I get it I put the game in there I start playing and then they have to update update update, update, update. so now I'm gonna have to update my computer right I mean, there's potential for that in the future, but I would wager that they would keep it at some kind of a base level yeah. for the, you know, for the current time. <coughs> I mean, I don't know off the top of my head what the hardware requirements for this game are, but I play on a computer which I built that was like sort of not top of tier, but it was like just below top tier, 
I built it probably eight years ago. It was mm. below top tier then, and it plays it pretty seamlessly. The only like noticeable problem is it takes probably like five minutes to load into the game. But once you're in the game, this is a game without loading screens. Is it without loading screens like Destiny? Yeah, I was about to say. Like, I was like, yeah. what do you mean Destiny? <laughs> do you mean like when I'm about to go to a planet, it's like, oh, we'll show you just flying around for ten minutes. Yeah. No, you just fly in this game. This game about oh, space. Yeah, that's really, I heard, I heard like you get in your fucking machine, you get into your ship and you have to like hit fucking twelve buttons to actually start the fucking thing up. Yeah, so there's this Which is, is awesome. That's fucking cool. That's fucking cool. Yeah, that's fucking cool. So you you um move your camera to look at a button and then a text will pop up that will tell you what that button is and it's I don't remember what they call it. It's like a stream of consciousness system or whatever. So you can look at the power button and it pops up power on and if you click the button on your keyboard, it will make you push the power on button again, and you can do these things to turn your ship on and get it ready, and the, the whole aim of this game is to achieve a high level of fidelity to, real, to reality. I mean, it is a futuristic science fiction game, but they want it to feel as visceral as possible for the player. I remember, there's two things, so I remember when I first played the initial fucking alpha way the fuck back when you could only just get in your ship and fly it around a little bit. Um, I remember, like, all these controls and just being like, wow, this is awesome. Because the ship has, like, the ship, at that time anyway, I don't know how much has changed, but back then, it's like the ship had safeties to keep you from doing, like, um, to exceeding G-forces mm -hmm. or, or going mm -hmm. the other way, like, reading out. But you could turn them off. You could turn off the safeties so that you could pull stupid maneuvers, but you might black out or red out. Fucking kill yourself. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So I could like flip upside down like seventeen times and fuck my shit up and black out. Yes. yes. Yep. And they had things like um, there was a, an auto lander. So like once you're within a beacon, you could engage the auto landing system, or and you it could land for you, or you could turn that off and just fucking crash into it yourself or whatever. Try to land. Oh, try okay. to land yeah. Well, now that we just said that, like that's that's a question I have. Before we get into that, we, oh my god, there's so many fucking ways to go with this. Okay, it's just, I've you crash the ship, is it done? I, that's what I'm saying. But if you have insurance, you get another ship. Damage right? for sure. There, right? there is a, a answer there. So, um, in this game, <laughs> all your ships and your like valuables basically need to be insured, or if they're destroyed, they're just gone. Wait a minute. When, okay, so when you say valuables, so not just a ship, so should I have on the ship I need to insure as well? Right, so if you buy a ship today in Star Citizen, you get the ship in its base configuration with some amount of insurance, and if you make any modifications or upgrades, that stuff isn't covering your insurance package. Unless you go and get it insured. And then you're going to go get that evaluated, and then you pay a higher premium or whatever. And there's still a ton of details about that that... Uh, because it's so early in development, it remains to be seen exactly what it's going to cost it, or how it's going to work out entirely, but uh, how, what they're going to do to combat insurance fraud. But, <laughs> Dude, that's uh, a thing. But the, the idea behind insurance is so that you don't, you're not like a dick and you don't camp spawn points and fly your plane into people and kill them for fun. <laughs> now, when you I, say higher premiums, is that real money you're paying? No. So, um, okay. this game is entirely crowdfunded, but everything... Like Chris pointed out before, people what people are crowdfunding is they're giving money and they're getting in return for their pledges they're getting ships, ships in game. Right. Any ship that you can crowdfund for now, you can get in game with the game currency once the game goes live. You don't have to pay anything more than the starter package to get the copy okay. of the game. And what what do, what do ships go for? From thirty five to like two thousand. So they go from like thirty five to ten thousand dollars ship. Right? No, the or most expensive most expensive ship single <laughs> ship is three thousand dollars. That was the one that just came out. I'm sorry, so down payment no. on a car. <laughs> but there are packages where you can get multiple ships. Dude, that ship better blow my dick up every you know, time as I'm, I'm driving. Like, yeah. As I'm flying, up to fifteen thousand dollars. And finger my asshole at the same time. <laughs> I'm gonna be coming nonstop during that flight. <laughs> so I'm looking at that technology. <laughs> I'm sure people have paid that. My question was my question was someone that's just starting to get into this game, right? Mm -hmm. So I go buy a ship. I would say let's say I bought the three thousand dollar ship, but who cares about that? Say I bought the thirty-five thousand uh, thirty five thirty five dollar ship. Yeah. Right? Now what so I buy I go online, I buy the thirty five dollar ship. I just 
I ju- it just loads me into the game and I'm good to go. Download the you game. download the game. Well, yeah, obviously, but I'm right. saying like you, once you log into the game, um, right now in the current iteration, your character will begin at this place called Port Olisar, which is a space station, and you'll go from like this basically this little hostel that you rent on the space station downstairs to the, the I don't know the flight deck, and you use the computer to call whichever ship you own that you want, and then it will sign you a landing pad. You go find your way over that landing pad, and boom, there's your ship. Okay, so you buy the ship, download the game, and mm-hmm. then... Then get in your ship and fly away. And then, and then we, we, where can you download the game? From Steam? Uh, no, so yeah, it's right on right their website. Okay. Yeah. Oh, website is robertspaceindustries.com. They have their own installer, kind of like how... I don't know if you never played Minecraft, but Minecraft no. has its own installer. Okay, so you buy the ship and download the game from their website. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, I gotcha. Robert Space. So, sorry, again. Yeah. They used to have hangers. Is that still a thing? Hangers are still a thing. Mm-hmm. So like your own personal hanger? Your own personal hanger. Everybody who, every yeah, so, so. Uh, account, every game package is going to get a hanger with it. And mm-hmm. it's not clear yet how it's going to be placed in the universe, but like we covered, space is big, so there'll be plenty of room. You won't all be on top of each other, spawning from like the same location. So here's a starter pack. It says 45 bucks. Seems like the cheapest one. Yeah, I think that's that right. And it says also contains soft land hangar. So it's part of what you get, it looks like. Digital star citizen manual. Starting money, 1,000 UEC, mm-hmm. which is must United be a currency. Yep. What is it called? United, United Earth, Earth credits. credits. United Earth Credits, okay. Why is it Earth Credits here in space? Because Earth is the one who... In, in, this, in the lore of this game, uh, the human race is unified under what's called the United Earth Empire. Okay. And their currency is United Earth Credits. So... And it says it comes with three months of insurance as well. Oh, nice. Only three months, though? You gotta buy more after that? There's uh, nine, 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 <laughs> so, you watch for. This is one of the more interesting things in the community from the standpoint of somebody who's like involved in the game at this point is... When a, when a brand new ship first gets announced, right, and they, they want to incentivize you to buy it, it includes a lifetime insurance package. And when, when a ship is announced, it's available for a two-week period. They'll usually do a Q&A on it because a lot of people are wondering, what, what do you do with this ship? What makes it different or better than any other ship? So you get this brief window to buy it, and then it comes with LTI, lifetime insurance, and... After that, it probably goes away for a while until, like, the anniversary sale, which is coming up here in a couple of weeks. And then, at the anniversary sale, they tend to um, put all the ships in the game on sale. One of their main biz- strategies of their business plan is to use artificial scarcity with these spaceships to kind of generate this increased demand, which a lot of people are not in favor of, but it's definitely brought in a lot of money to the company. So like it says here, in stock, meaning they can run out of stock and then right. you can't buy that ship. Right, so some ships, when they announce it, it's like they only have 2,000 available in the first 2,000 people mm-hmm. to buy them, get them, and then everybody else is out of luck. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's like a, there's no additional overhead or, you know, cost associated with making more of these once you do the initial mm-hmm. ship building it's a digital product you just copy it infinitely but they do that artificial scarcity thing to create the demand well i mean there's going to be a couple things anyway you don't want a zillion ships of like well, the same exact types thing. like running around right off the bat i mean you yeah. want to have like an economy i'm assuming and yeah that economy has to make sense yeah but you also told me at one point that you could if you bought a ship with lti and then later on you decided you didn't want it, you could trade it for some other ship with LTI. Yeah, so LTI, when, when you, like Dan was just reading about the other things that are included in a ship package. So when you have a ship package and you decide that you'd rather have a different actual ship than what's the ship in your package, they offer what's called a cross-chassis upgrade and you can pay the difference between that ship and the ship that you want and it basically swaps the ships, but all the other like f- hangar flare and trinkets and insurance package that comes with the original package you buy you keep. So if you bought like a forty-five dollar ship with LTI and then you decide you want a five hundred dollar ship, you pay the difference and you get that five hundred dollar ship with the LTI that you originally got from your first yeah. package. That's why I picked up two of those knocks. Yeah. So, 
So when you buy a ship mm-hmm. during the game, is there a way to buy a ship with the in-game currency? Yeah. Or do you have to do it? No, so once the game is real, when, when the game is real, in fact, even when the next the next um, major update of the game is going to be Alpha Patch three point and when this, it's either three point or three point one, they're going to introduce the ability to buy ships with in game currency, and obviously it's Alpha, so it'll probably get wiped. But starting then, you can work on doing in game missions and making money through the in game economy and then buying a ship that way, which is how most people will do it when the game comes out, because most people don't want to spend $15,000 on a collection of digital spaceships. Mm-hmm. Unless their name is Osiris. Uh, I didn't <laughs> fucking spend $15,000. <laughs> Wait, uh, how many ships do you have? I have three. All right, and you're talking shit? Yeah, I have a, an Aurora MR, which is like the first like ship for like bucks. no dollars, and then I want a Nox and another Nox. I don't know what that means. Just, so you know, he's in like Nox or like fucking Dr. Seuss Nox? It's about 100 bucks, but the, the reason I got the Nox is because it was like the cheapest ship with LTI. Yeah. I got two of them so I can keep one and trade the other one for What's a better LTI? ship. Lifetime, Lifetime insurance. Lifetime insurance. Okay. So my three ships have li- my three Jeez. ships. Keep up, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading shit. I missed it. Have lifetime insurance. Okay. And, I'll, and I'll trade one of the duplicates for something else at some point, probably. Hmm. All right. So I buy a ship. I'm in the game. I go to my hangar. My ship lands right there. I get on my ship. I hit some buttons. I start it up. What the fuck do I do? Okay, so in Star Citizen, the the point of this game is to create a living, breathing universe with an unmatched level of reality. So you can do anything from in your ship from fly around the galaxy and explore and like chart different celestial anomaly like nebulas and asteroids and shit, you can be an actual space miner. You can go and mine those asteroids for rare minerals that you can then turn around and sell. You can be a merchant. You can be a, a dogfighter. You can be... I heard you can be a serial killer. You could that, be a serial killer. Like, it's not like a, a paying job, but... The people I kill, I just rob the yeah, shit out so, of them, right? So, <laughs> some, some people in this game are going to be, like, good guys, and some people are going to be pirates, and go and find those good guys and try to take their shit. And that's just how this game is built. So, but there's going to be... So, when I think about, like, like, Destiny, for instance, you get launched into an instance. So, it's always different. This is, like, once you, in your... In your reality, it's always a reality. But there's also <coughs> also other random people in your reality. No, it's not your reality. It's right. the server you're on. It's a reality. persistent universe. Right. So, so that's what I'm saying. You're on it. <coughs> yeah, but it's not different so servers. You're on one big... No, there's, there's got to be multiple servers. No, so it's what they do is... It, it is multiple servers, and they have this technology that they call server meshing, which I don't know anything about IT, but apparently what it does is when, you know, Chris and Dan enter the same geographical area and they're on different servers, it will kind of like create this, I don't know, environment where both of them can interact in the same server for that period of time. Can you... Somehow. Have they talked about like how you would swap over to a different server or something or... It's, it's like so... I feel like you the, would lose... The point of this whole server meshing thing is that there aren't absolute individual servers. Everybody is in effect playing in the one same server, even though they're technically different and like different shards depending on the, the needs of the server infrastructure at that time. So what I'm understanding though, let's say that Chris is on server one and he goes to planet A and digs a hole right there. Yeah. I'm on server two and go to planet A. You'll see Am that. I gonna see his hole? Yeah. How does that happen? If I'm different servers. Again, I'm not by any means an expert in IT, huh. but that's probably something. That's crazy. That's so whoever's there first, whatever he does, it's there forever for everyone. Yeah. There just must be some persistence or something. Oh, where like if yeah. something happens, it sends it to all the other servers yeah. over time. It probably. Like, I was gonna, you that's what I was there, gonna say. If it happens there, it probably doesn't happen right away. Like if you went as he's doing it, it's not that gonna potentially be could happen. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. You know where that's something's like happening. Like, right. but I wonder how they would. Like, what if you were setting up a base and someone else is trying to set up a base? Somebody's gonna have to figure that out, but again, I don't know shit about uh, My other thing is, like, so say I land on a planet. Right, well, so, for, first of all, okay, let's just get back to where we started. Like, so now I have my ship, now I'm flying around, I'm checking all the things. There's no, like, 
set thing. You're kind of just, you just buy your ship, you get your ship, you just start flying around, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Again, so, the, so there's no missions? Or the there missions, missions now. So the missions, so there are missions. The mission, the set thing that you're looking for, like the Call of Duty, like I go, this is my mission, I go here, I do this, I kill this guy. That's Squadron 42, that's the single player campaign. And then once you complete that, or you can even skip it all together, you go into the sandbox environment. And in that, that's, there, that's there, it. there are places where you can meet people who will give you missions. Um, and, you know, kind of these places are like, you know, common places like space stations or bars or, you know, whatever. So to me, this is kind of like what Destiny and Division like wanted to be. I'm just saying, like this is what no. they wanted, the, but they honestly, it, sound, do it. it sounds more like Minecraft to me. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. This is a lot more like I it's like it's Minecraft. Much more sandbox. But I'm saying, like, once you do. once you beat like okay, say you beat the single player thing, and now you're just thrown into this world. It's kind of like you just log in because you want to just. <clears throat> so you've never played Minecraft, right? No. Yeah, but <clears throat> like Minecraft, you log in to literally go fucking dig a hole, find some gold, and put it in your chest. That's literally what you do. And you can spend fucking four hours doing it. That's what I'm saying. It's you just kind of like it. you just get there and you just go do shit. Well, let me ask you, Croy. Have you ever played uh, World of Warcraft or a game like that? No, but I mean, I know. Okay, like, I know, so, like, so in, in WoW, there's like stuff you can do as a group. There's like uh, raids and dungeons and stuff. You can go yeah. content that exists that you can... I saw the South Park episode on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Perfect. You don't know the whole game. So in Star Citizen, there's a lot of stuff... That's sort of along those lines, but probably grander in scale. Like, for one, humanity is at war with this alien race called the Vandal, and they are fucking numerous. So, you can get in your little ship and find a Vandal fighter off its own and, and kill it. Congratulations, you didn't make it then. Or you can go with like 10,000 of your friends and invade Vandal space and get in this massive fleet action with capital ships fucking shooting each other. That sounds and like fucking missiles awesome. flying around and explosions and shit. And you can do it. Just when you want. It's yeah, like, yeah. You, you have to go like fucking Destiny, wait for like, okay, let's find 12 people, let's throw you in a raid and hope so you can win. So, say, so I log in. You can go do what you want. I'm logging in and flying around. Chris is logged in, flying around. Yeah. How, like, I have to call him with my cell phone and be like, hey, I'm on this plane. No, right so, now. so this is pretty cool. Voice over IP. In, in the game, you have this, this, like, wire, this, I don't know, like a communication device that's CB. attached to your wrist. <laughs> and it's <laughs> called a Moby Glass. And... It, you like push the button on your mobile glass and this holographic display comes up. And you can do this now? Uh, in 3.0. In the next patch you can do this. So in this holographic display you get all these apps and one of the apps is you have a contact list and you can basically FaceTime anybody on your contact list anywhere in the galaxy. That's fun. I watched, so, I watched the watch. video of it and like they're trying to keep the communication realistic. So you like if you're in a ship then you have like comms in your ship but then if you get out then you're on helmet comms right but then if you don't have a helmet then you have no comms yeah. so like it's and you, you have to be go, proximity and like okay so say Chris has a bigger ship than I do I'm not talking about do. Dicks, he does about <laughs> yeah, he definitely does you fucking him. knew in my head <laughs> when I was gonna say that. this where it was gonna go <laughs> yeah. I tried to I tried to beat it but Jump. I'm into that alright okay. let's talk about so, Chris's so, bigger so dick so Chris has right. a bigger dick than I do right now if I go near him and I wanna hop on his dick can I do that so, uh, you can, if, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can do that anytime. You can do that right now, <laughs> I know. but I'm leaving. And I'm just going to watch. <laughs> Where's that GoPro? So, yeah, so a lot of the ships that are, when, when you start getting above the entry level $45 ships, a lot of these ships actually have Hangers. roles for multiple crewmen. And if you're on like a capital class ship, you can't operate that by yourself. You have to have like a navigator, a pilot, a captain. A gunner for every turret position, Jesus. like guys to fucking work the engines. Oh, and that's what I'm interested in. That's <laughs> a badass. Yeah. See, he, and this is like the thing. Like I like. And you, there's so many things that you can. But do. the thing is, like, and you can probably dock little, little ships in your big ship. You can. It, yeah. You know, there, there's there's a whole bunch of different ships at a whole bunch of different price ranges. Eric, you can even dock your little your little ship in Chris's big ship. <laughs> Wait a minute, really? You can yeah. do docking. I, you, you can dock a smaller ship into your bigger ship. Some yes. ships are yes. so big that I they have hangers. That was yeah. physically possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like the biggest ship in the, that's purchasable by players is called the Javelin. It's a destroyer that the UEE Navy has released some of to like civilian purchases, and you can get this Javelin, and it's totally stripped down, but you can, with your organization mates, you can work on rearming it, upfitting it, and 
installing modular bays so you can actually make it a dedicated warfighter. You can make it like a, a gunboat. You can make it like a research station if you wanted to. Like it's basically a framework right. of a ship. And you hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so hold on. Hold on. Before, before, we, before you say anything else. My head's going to explode. This is right. what I want to ask you. Okay, well, no. good. What would you find fun in a space game yeah. that you've always wanted to do in space? Say it's just like... Just don't even think about the game per se. So say... Like I'm saying, so say I get on there with my small ass ship. This, I'm not talking about dick sizes, let's just get off that for a minute. I know that's what... Chris has a ship that can fit... Whatever, four of us. I'm like, yeah, fuck my ship. I'm bored right now. Chris can be like, yeah, yeah I'll come on. Hop on my ship. Yeah. I need a gunner. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I can just be his gunner on that fucking ship. We can go around fucking shit up. Yeah, but you're thinking small. No, I understand. I'm just Think trying to get a perspective second. on what's going on. Think here. about this. Mining ships sound really fun for some reason. Where there's mining positions and different jobs to mine the asteroids. Yeah. So it's not just like, I'm going to click this button and it does the auto mining thing. Yeah. And oh, I got some iron now. No, it's, it's like, like Armageddon. We have to get off the fucking thing and drill. No, well, so there's like scouting. There's like resource uh, scanning. Specific to mining, actually, all uh, economic pursuits and stuff. And Chris Roberts has said that there's nothing in this game where you can simply click a button without concern for the result and just like wait for the thing. You have to kind of always be present. And so, with the example of mining, there's a ship called the Orion, which is this big fucking like aliens looking industrial ship and it has a forward facing laser thing that drills into asteroids and so somebody's got to operate the laser and while they're doing that it's like a mini game and they're kind of watching monitoring seismic activity in the asteroid because if they put too much input into it they can explode the asteroid and kill themselves and so you have to actually have some level of competency to that's, that's the Orion yeah right. you have Sorry, to I'm actually be right kind of proficient <laughs> at your job so that you don't kill your crew and destroy your ship that you had to pay money to insure. So one person can fuck up the whole ship? One person can fuck up Dude. the whole ship. Alright, let's do Dude. this right now. Hold on. Because I want to be that guy. <laughs> You're going to fuck up my ship. Oh, you can go on a science vessel and do science shit on yep. planets. So like, there's synergy, too, between ships and different pursuits. So, like, there's a ship called the Carrick, and the Carrick is a military exploration vessel. And so you fly around in this Carrick, and somebody's operating the sensors and they find an anomaly and you fly over there, you land on the planet, you get out in your Ursa rover and you drive over and study it and you scan it with your little fucking Star Trek machine and then you go back to your buddy's ship who is in an Endeavor which is a dedicated science ship and you upload the data into their computers and they have scientists, players who are just like analyzing that data and learning things about what you've discovered. Alright, so... Have you so say, so has say, he even looked at his notes yet? So you fucking no, I can't help. Barely. I can't help. So okay, we're all white. So say we all have small ships, and only one of us can fly them. We can literally just hook up and fly all together and go to the same areas. Yep. Yeah. Maybe what our thing is, maybe we form a small guild, and all we do is like escorts or something, like some fucking mining ship like is like I need fighters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> the thing. I, I'll theory sure. craft a little bit here. <laughs> you get it? I'll theory craft a little bit because. A lot of people think, oh, I'm really into mining. I'm just going to go, I'm going to be a miner, and I'm not going to get involved in, like, PvP or anything. And I think there's, in any sort of economic activity in this game, there's, like, a risk-reward trade-off. So if you want to, like, really strike it rich, you're going to have to go into a more dangerous area of space, probably, which means you're going to get exposed to pirates and aliens. And so you're going to need to work with a team so that you have... Security. See, that's what I. That's what I. I'm into that shit. Well, maybe that you want to be the fucking asshole pirates that are going and wrecking people's right. fucking. But the cool maybe you want to plan the, the heist and steal all the fucking ore. Yes, right. that's what I want yeah, to do. But the cool thing about this is, it's not like Destiny, where it's like, oh, we don't have four, we can't go do it. Like, do it. if someone can't make it, you're like, fuck it, let's just go without him. Yeah, maybe he'll you meet die because you didn't have enough people. Yeah, but so I'm just saying, you could still go. You could still do it. Oh my god, dude, scouting. This is getting me excited. I, mean, I want to get that, like, but I, I gotta buy, I gotta buy a computer. I'm, I'm still curious about how, like, ship radars and emissions are gonna work and, like, detecting ships and, like, so, all that shit. Yeah, so, detecting a ship is based on three different things. Your infrared signature, your uh, EM signature, your electromagnetic signature, and your, uh, I don't remember the third one, maybe it's your actual uh, visual signature. Your eyes? Uh-oh. Yeah, so, there's, there's different components and some ships are categorized as stealth ships and they have systems or components or like paint 
that reduce their EM emissions, their IR emissions. And so a big part of successfully operating a stealth vessel is knowing like when to cut thrust and just kind of glide forward and not attract the attention of nearby people who are just like kind of watching the radar for incoming enemies. <laughs> so th there's so many dimensions to operating your ship. There's so many things to think about. It's not just getting on and like fucking around with your joysticks. I saw them doing a little bit of like warping. How is that going to work? <clears throat> so, um, I hate to beat a dead horse, but space is big. And yeah. uh, when you're inside of a star system, you can do what's called quantum traveling, which is to go from point A to point B a little bit faster than just full thrust. You can, if you have a quantum drive in your ship, you can move at point two the speed of light. And there's like a ramp up effect where you'll start to accelerate and then you'll kind of like boom, jump into warp speed, like in Star Trek or Star Wars or whatever. And then what you're doing is you're, you're going very quickly toward this Solid. destination. And <clears throat> they just showed an example of quantum travel at um, CitizenCon. It took eight minutes to get from like one point in the star system there into another point. And that wasn't even <clears throat> from like one edge to the opposite edge. That was just so it's still, so it still takes time. You're in hyperspeed the whole time. So you're okay, it. right here. Okay, new questions because yep. we've talked about this now. We've gone into the quantum thing. Oh boy. Real quick, you get is it first out? person? Is it first person? It is right. Yeah, it's you can also enter a third person mode. You can talk. Okay, so you can talk. Okay. Can you be pulled out? So there is a mechanic called interdiction. And it's not entirely clear yet how it will work, but its purpose oh, wow. is to pull people out of quantum travel. So if you if you're thinking like I'm just gonna jump into quantum space and I'm gonna go to the pizza and that's you know, to the that's kitchen what and get next, myself that's pizza. That's what my next question was. So you can come back and be fucking was, dead. That's, that's what, is there places I can go to? Where I just hop in there and head there, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna head down the stairs. Well, was, was like because like yeah. I'm curious how it's gonna work as far as like the Star Wars effect, right? How you know in Star Wars they jump to light speed and they're safe yeah. pretty much, you know. Well, that's not even the Is only the triangulation. So there's now between jumps. there's a whole other faster than light travel thing going on besides quantum travel, which that's is true. just within the system. There's these wormholes essentially called jump points in the game, and they connect different star systems together. And there are <clears throat> three different sizes: small, medium, and large jump points. And different ships are rated for different jump points, and it's not known yet if it's impossible for a medium ship to go through a small jump point or if it's just really hard we don't know that that stuff yet because right at this point in the alpha there's only a single system that they're developing but um you're gonna have ways to basically warp travel between systems like that can you fly in dark space uh i don't know the answer to that question are there like black holes and shit there are there? black holes yeah there's all kinds of space anomalies. If you're in quantum space, can you run through something accidentally? I, th I believe the way it works is that you have sensors that face in your direction of travel, and they, they automatically pull you quantum if you're on a collision course. So the ship actually fly through your quantum flight path? I don't know the answer to that question. Jesus Christ, why don't you fucking relax over there? <laughs> I'm like super... I want to know all this stuff. Right. What else are you to talk about? Let's, let's see what else he had to say. Oh, I haven't even touched this list yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're at 47 minutes. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm sorry. I just, I, I just, no, this like, is fine, dude. I just this feel like, goes. if people actually do listen to this, I feel like a majority of them probably wouldn't they don't know have anything. played the game. They don't know anything. Like, I yeah, know nothing about it. Like, I knew nothing I about it. I haven't read anything about it. Chris brought it up to me one time a long time ago. But like I said, I don't have a computer to play it. I'm learning everything but I know about it. But you're saving your money now, right? Yeah, I'm saving my money now. That's what I'm saying. Like, I need to figure out what the bare minimum is to get this thing A wrong. computer and $45. Right here. It says Windows 7, 64-bit, Windows 8. I don't know that one. Sorry, computer. I think you just lied, man. You say computer, and she answered. You need some Direct 11, DirectX 11 graphics with a gig of video RAM. I mean, so I could probably find one for like 800 bucks. I say between eight and a thousand, you'd probably be pretty good. Yeah. So. It's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. The specs. Does it only run Windows? Yeah. Uh, so they Windows are seven, eight and ten. It says there is. Um, again, this goes back to my not really understanding, IT or things along those lines. But I guess they have recently announced that um, they are switching over from 
DirectX to something else that is going to allow them to run on, like, uh, not just Windows, but, like, uh, Linux and stuff like that, too. So, nice. I don't remember what the DirectX competitor is. Can't think of it off the top of my head. Like Radeon or GeForce or something? No, DirectX is like a software driver. Oh. And that's a Windows only thing? Yeah. Cool. Damn. That's pretty awesome. The game sounds pretty bad. Are you going to save me money for a computer? Dude, I definitely want to. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah, but so here's the thing, right? Like you said, you save your money to buy a computer now. This game doesn't officially launch for another three years. Yeah, but but if I'm gonna if I'm gonna it, get it, that's eight years old. if I'm gonna get it, and the right that is it fun to play right now? It's let's, let's go with that. Pretty fun to play right now. I expect that it's gonna be very fun to play in three That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Alpha three before I. Buy All right, and when's that supposed to release? Soon, right? So Alpha three doesn't have a hard release date, but um, it's been released to the first wave of bug testers, and. It's expected to be released in the next week or two to the second wave, and there's probably going to be like three to four waves, and a lot of the speculation. So we're talking next year then? No, probably by Christmas is what right. the current thinking is. Hmm. It would be. And that's if all goes to plan. If all goes to plan. So this this particular build, Chris Roberts has been really like kind of intent that it's. A feature-driven release, and so he doesn't want to release 3.0 until all of the bugs are completely squashed. But because that, you know, like how do you <coughs> test that? How do you test the universe for bugs? It's you know, it's hard. You're gonna have a lot of people bug testing, but um, going forward, because it's taken so long to get to this point, he's said that there's going to be now quarterly content releases. They're just going to push whatever they have out, and it's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. It's an alpha. It's minuscule, like something, you know what I mean? Just yeah, it's an alpha. People understand if it's buggy. Just to know that the people that have put in $3,000 in are, are getting something. Once it comes together in the alpha phase where all the um, elements are together, the MMO portion, the Star Marine, Star Citizen, yep. everything, yep. even in a buggy world, I feel like it's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. like, like you were saying earlier, like, I'd rather play a shitty game with a bunch of cool people than play a great game by myself. Well, that's whatever, that's yeah. what I, my thinking was with, like, DayZ, for example. Like, it's still in beta, but it looks like a fun game if you have people to play with. Yeah. I couldn't get into that game. I watched Rusty play it, and I was just like... Yeah, is it better? That, that game, that, yeah, that game <laughs> is definitely, like, I feel like you need, like, six or seven people to have yeah. time in that game. Because you're going to get fucking steamrolled, but we don't talk about right. that. <laughs> I'm glad, you yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Star Marine, because I forgot about that side of the game, too, but, like... Simultaneously to being, to aiming to be a triple A space simulator, the game also is attempting to be at the same time a triple A first person shooter, and right now the first person shooter component is separate. Like you have to go into either the persistent universe or the first person shooter or like the dogfighting module from the main menu. But Star Marine is where you get to do the first person shooter portion of the game, and once the game gets a little bit more developed, that would be another possible way to play is to just like conduct military action in a first person shooter environment. So when you sign in, it's 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 basically like a really game. There's <clears throat> for lack of a better way of saying it, multiplayer, single player. Yeah, this it, it's basically a menu and it's right now in its current state it's kinda of like a tech demo. You gotta pick which mode of the game you want to play and then you go into that and you you get like assigned to a server with other random players and you just play. Now is there a ranking system? There is a ranking up? system, yep. Yeah. There's a ranking system in Star Marine and in Arena Commander, which is the dogfighting module. But as of 3.0, they're all meshed, right? Uh, as of 3... Well, those modules will probably continue to exist for people who want, want to, play those. to do those. But once 3... what The big thing with 3.0 is it will start... The game will start to resemble the game that was like promised that you'll be able to log into your into the game get on your spaceship fly to a planet land on the planet talk to a guy take a mission get back in your spaceship fly across the solar system like land on a space station kill a dude rob his money fly back turn in the quest and then you know get another quest somewhere and like the, these like seamless integrated things will all like come together and it will feel like you're kind of playing 
the game, they'd just be, at that point, they'll be adding in additional systems over time, like the mining system or the salvage system, or they'll be adding in additional content, like new systems and new quest givers and stuff. <coughs> I mean, the game sounds badass. Yeah. It's enormously ambitious, and that's got a lot to do with why it's taken, you know, almost five or six years of development, and they're still in the alpha right now. I mean, there's kind of a... Has it been that long? It's now? been it's been since 2012, October 2012, so yeah, like five years now. Holy shit. Wow. And the, there was uh, an article that was released last year um, that I mentioned to you guys before the show um, by Kotaku, and it was a really lengthy article that, that was a piece of investigative journalism essentially detailing why has the development of this game taken so long. And there, the upshot of the article is that there were a lot of problems with uh, massive ambition in the project. There were problems where, like, Chris Roberts is kind of a perfectionist, and he identified when the game was very, very early that he wanted to use CryEngine to develop this. And outside of Crytek, which is a company that developed CryEngine, almost nobody until the last couple of years had any experience in CryEngine. It's a very technical sort of thing. I don't understand coding at all, but apparently he was like asking people to learn Aramaic on the fly or something like that. And so um, a very fortunate windfall happened for the company in 2014 when uh, Crytek's UK studio like started experiencing cash flow problems and like three months in a row nobody got paid so everybody quit. And Chris Roberts had like a studio right down the street. He's like, "Hey, I'll give you guys jobs. You don't even have to find a new place to live." And so all these wow. ten, ten year plus experienced Crytek guys, yeah. guys started working. Holy shit! And that really turned shit around. I would company. say so, right? And so, um, the the article kind of ended by saying that like, while there have been a lot of big serious problems with the the scope creep of the game and the actual like how-to of getting it developed that they're really on the right track now and I think that 3.0 would be the definitive turning point when we look back years from now when we're playing this game we'll be like 3.0 is when things started to fucking move hmm. in the right direction How big is the game download? Do you know? Uh, I, I don't remember I think it was like 30-ish gigs or something It's, it's been a while since I downloaded the client I wonder how big it's going to be like later <clears throat> So that's another thing is when 3.0 comes out, that's the last time you'll have to download the whole client because they've integrated a Delta patcher, so you'll just download the incremental changes from then on out. I'm assuming that, I mean, obviously you're not going to have all of it on your computer. You can only download what you need. Out of right, yes. Yeah. What do you mean? Hmm? So basically you have to buy a computer within the next month. <laughs> I mean, how can you only download what you need? What does that mean? There has to be a finite amount of resources that you would need to download, even though it's procedurally gener generated and potentially infinite. <laughs> you know, you don't, you're not going to be downloading all of that content. No, you're yeah. kind of just downloading certain pieces of it or whatever. But the initial download is probably oh, substantial. Yeah. And yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it in the three point oh. I remember when they first like announced it or whatever. I remember being at work and you being super excited about it because of Destiny, I think. Yeah. Because you were like, Dan, you don't understand. You know, like the, lo the non-loading screens in Destiny where you have a ship that you can't fly? He's like, you can fly this ship. It's going to be amazing. That's all you were talking about. And you were watching videos about it and you were so excited. And that, was, that was a long-ass time ago. I'm definitely intrigued and I want to try it. I wish I didn't have to spend... Yeah. Hundred to a thousand dollars for credit, but you need a computer anyway, don't you? <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I also need a switch. Well, <laughs> switch isn't gonna play Star System. No, it's not. This, yeah, this is a play, PC exclusive. Switch will play Zelda. It will play Zelda. Mario Odyssey. <laughs> it will play Mario Odyssey. And it's $500 cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, while you're throwing your Mario cap, 
I'm gonna be mining some asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> and then playing his Switch because when he has one. No, while I'm mining, I'll just play <laughs> Mario Odyssey. Because <laughs> you buy a capital ship and I'll go get a computer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're lying again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I'll definitely laughs> uh, my first paycheck, I'm gonna buy a ship. <laughs> well, I probably should have bought a computer with that first paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that was an hour of stress. Dude, yeah. I knew it was gonna. I knew it was gonna be really bad. I hope everybody's feeling good about Star Citizen. I feel like I want to buy Star Citizen and get a computer right now. Best Buy's still open. That's life. Oh, It's the first thing to pop in the head. Come on, man. I would say go to GameStop and Plastow, but they don't have computers in. And they're awful. Chris, where should I buy a computer? Oh, Newegg. Yeah. Newegg. Newegg. I'm going to check it out when I get home. Newegg. Newegg. You should assemble it from pieces. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now you want me to build a computer. Yes. <laughs> it's easy. The only way. It's pretty easy. <clears throat> it's the best and only way. It actually kind of confuses me why consoles are still a thing. It's so easy. No. You're no. wrong. No, I'm not. No, you're wrong. <laughs> All right. Mike, this is Mike's last day on this channel ever. Bye. <laughs> no, dude. Consoles have their place. Wait, so now you want me to go on a website and build a computer on there? No, I don't want you to do that by yourself because you'll fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. <laughs> Alright, so you want to give me the list? Of He'll come back and be like, I got all this stuff. Does this, <laughs> does this stuff make a computer? I got motherboards. Yeah. What do I do with these fucking things? <laughs> I have an idea. I'll build a new computer and I'll sell you mine. <laughs> That's what has to happen. Or you can just tell Dude. me what to buy and then you build the stuff that Chris's I have. tower is about as big as this fucking speaker right here, by the way. Is it it's really? Fucking it's fucking big. It's okay, massive. Well, I don't want to get built that shit. I don't have room for that. Yeah, no one does except for Chris. You don't though. have room for my computer in here. No, it's Stop huge. Alright, so tell me what I need to buy and so I can build it. Okay. You can build it. I mean, what I'll do, the only problem is that if I start looking at building computers, I'm going to build a new computer. Yes, yeah. do it. <laughs> that will happen. Join yeah. us. Well, before you do that, and then do that would have two sheets, and then one is Eric's computer, and one's Chris's computer, and then just do it. No, that would be the same, though. No, that's terrible. Don't do no, that. Do, that's what do, you would want. Do Eric's poopy computer, and then no, do Chris's big computer. You want what I would put on the front. No, he wants... I gotta be able to afford it. <laughs> not, this is what we're trying to get at. Here, <laughs> he right? wants, like... Sorry, I'm not a CTO of a company. <laughs> he, he wants, like, Eric's slightly less awesome computer. <laughs> yeah, okay, think of it this way. You okay. know how you gave me Take Ryan's everything? computer? <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. be that. <laughs> so then buy Chris's old one. There you go. Take everything that you put on this list and, and like, downgrade down it. Down and up. Minus $100 to that piece. <laughs> Alright, I want that tomorrow night. Dude, why? It's not coming out for a while. You got time, buddy. He said Christmas. Yeah, it's you want to say Christmas is a month. No, right? I think that's Dan, best Dan, case I scenario. Think, I think you're focused on like the release date of the game and its finished form. This is, I mean, you, this is a playable game in. Well, I'm saying three point state. At least Christmas. Al alpha, uh, yeah, it'll probably be about Christmas. So New Year's, man. I think it'll be worth playing for anybody listening to this who's wondering if they should play Star Citizen. It would be worth getting into at. That time. Yeah. If you have a computer that if can you play it, and play. you only want to spend it. That's right. Just call Chris. He'll fucking build you one. No, don't call me Chris. Was it eggnoodles.com? Egg yes, yes, eggnoodles.com. Yeah, 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 let's see what eggnoodles.com was. It's like gay porn site or something. Limpnoodles.com. Oh, wait. I was already in my search history. What's up with that? That's weird. It is actually eggnoodles. Yeah, dude. Wait, no, eggnoodles online? Are they expensive? Yeah, it brought me to Betty Taiwan with some fucking oh, foreign yeah. site. I don't know. That wow. sells egg noodles. Yeah, you got a virus now. Good luck with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me that list. I'll buy it piece by piece till that time. Dude, she wouldn't even know. That's what I'm saying. If I buy a piece by piece, piece and you hide that's, that's what I'm trying you to tell you. Bring it in, $900 in your card and stick it under the like, bed. Like, you're it in his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> give me a list and I'll buy it one week at a time. Just, Honey, what happened to the joint checking account? <laughs> I'll just like, leave them at, I'll just leave it at work. Depends on that CPU. There you go. Just leave it at work. You can build it at work. I'll buy a piece just have it sent to work. So And you just leave it in there. You just leave it at work. That's what I'm saying. You can build it and leave it at work. So you make it at work. Working late tonight, Elise. Sorry. <laughs> Give me that list. That's no? no, he's not gonna buy a case for it ever. He's just gonna have all the pieces strung together, so it doesn't, <laughs> so it doesn't look like a computer. 
I know a guy who built a computer in a Craftsman skill saw box. Nice. Well, there you go. Because he didn't want a case. He didn't want a paper case. Well, see, what we can do is I just bring it all to work, right? We build it at work, and then when I bring it home, we just say, like, Chris, let me borrow his computer so I can play this game. And then... Permanently yeah. borrow the computer. <laughs> computer Chris is a bad call word for your shit right now, by the way. What? It's going crazy because we keep saying computer. It's probably buying things on Amazon. Motherboard. Computer, buy a motherboard. Video complete. <laughs> I think I turned that shit off. I hope. Yeah, but that's how we should do it. I'm gonna go online. It's gonna be my whole shopping cart's gonna be just full of fucking <laughs> 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 sixteen motherboards. <laughs> like fourteen egg noodles. <laughs> But yeah, we should do that. That's the way we're gonna do it. Done. Alright, fine. How are we gonna out outro this shit? Chris. See you later. <laughs> Have a dick. <laughs> Have a dick. That's like, that's, we're supposed to go out like well, that. Well, should we get like a little. Uh, yeah, you need to plug your shit. When, when are you gonna do your next. Uh, are you ever gonna do it? Alright, so yeah, we, our next event, um, we don't have a definite date, but I want to schedule it in coincidence with the holiday live stream. Uh, they don't have a date announced for that. It's going to be right before Christmas sometime. So keep an eye on my Twitter page, NH Bar Citizen, and we'll announce a location at some city in New Hampshire sometime. And we'll hopefully be able to live stream that. It's going to be a Squadron 42 based event. So we're going to see a lot of that. All right. Anything you guys want to add? No. Two dumb nerds Twitter. That's where it's at. Yeah. <coughs> tweet at us so that we can tweet at you. And we're going to stream. And we're going to stream. We're stream gonna... right in your face. <laughs> God, buttfucker. What the fuck is wrong with <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, and we're going to try to do the Twitch thing with the camera live on Twitch with the award thing. Yeah, actually, the award thing. We, yeah. we gotta, like, figure out a specific time we want to do that. Yeah. Because the, the event itself, when they pick the winners, is the 22nd of December. Yeah, we're gonna do it before that, though. We're gonna do it before that. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep you posted. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Have a dick. Have a dick. Too loud. That's too loud. I don't know. I just blew that out. <laughs>